Okay, we're continuing the Arucha Shurim, and we are learning about the halachas of Meiser, Meiser Ksafim. And last time we talked about using Meiser money for mitzvahs to be able to perform or to purchase something for a mitzvah. We had a bit of a machlaikis about it. And um, we had a machlaikis. And according to everyone, a mitzvah that you're obligated to do, you cannot use miser money for. Any mitzvah that's an obligation, you cannot use miser money for. Mitzvahs that are not an obligation was a big machlaikis if you're allowed to use your miser money for that. Um, the Taz said if you stipulated when you planned on purchasing the Aliyah or whatever mitzvah you wanted to do, so you had in mind that you were going to use your Meiser money, then you can. If you did not have it in mind and you bought the Aliyah, so now you have an obligation to pay it. And now you want to use Meiser money, you can't use Meiser money for obligations, even things that are not mitzvahs, but if they're an obligation, you're not allowed to, it's a chayv. <laughs> You can't use your Meiser money. So the Taz says there's a difference between what you had in mind, L'Chatchila. Others say you could use it for any mitzvah. And some say that if it's a mitzvah, that the money will be going to Aniyim. For example, you want to uh, buy the opportunity to be the Sandak at Abris, and the parents are uh, poor people. So then for sure, since the money is going to the Aniyim, even though it's also for a mitzvah, not an obligatory mitzvah, but it's for a mitzvah, you would be allowed to. So that was a machlaikis. Um We had, last time that was the sugya, we went through um, last time. Then this next, the next uh, concept we talked about last time was, are you allowed to use the money to support your children? So... Again, and the premise that something that's an obligation, you cannot use miser money. So, Alpi Dintaira, you're obligated to support your children until they're six years old. Then you for sure cannot use miser money for those expenses. After that, it's not an obligation. There's a Dindra Abanon, Midin Staka, that you're Mechayev to support your children. Um, and therefore, it would seem from the Shach and others that you would be allowed to use miser money for the household expenses support of children over the age of six. However, we went through a Moshe last time who disagreed. He didn't disagree, but he came out and he said that there's an obligation, midin ksuba, of your wife to support the children living in the house. And that is even older. And especially if in the United States, the custom is the children remain supported in their parents' homes till they get old enough to support themselves, that is then considered an obligation, and therefore you're mechuyiv to support them, and if you're mechuyiv to support them, then you cannot use miser money for those expenses. So that is where we left off last time. So now this week, um, or tonight, we're going to move on with the same, using the same foundations and premise, the things that are an obligation, you cannot use miser money for, and we are going to now talk about tonight the concept of paying tuition with your miser money, which is a shayla that comes up very often. Now, um, the, 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 the question is, 
Are you obligated to teach your children Tyra or not? Are you obligated to teach your sons Tyra? And if you are obligated to spend money to teach your sons Tyra, so then you wouldn't be able to allow to use miser money for that. Now this is a sugya, Sechten Adarim. They don't have the source Marmachimus here all the way back to the Gemaras. Um, but the, the, the source is really in a Gemara Nadarim, where um, what, what a person's obligated to, if you make a nether, let's say, to not to give benefit to somebody, are you allowed to teach their children Tyra? Well, if they have an obligation and you are um, helping them fulfill their obligation, so then you just gave them, gave them some benefit from you. So you can't do that. So that's where the Gemara handles it a lot. So the basic idea is that there's an obligation on a father to teach his son Mikra, which is Tanakh. Father has the obligation to teach his son um, to teach his son Tanakh. Second, let me just find my bearings here because, like I said, there are a few others for him. Um, where is this? Right. So it's something you're obligated to do, to teach Tanakh, so therefore you would not be allowed to use miser money for that. Now, um, there's also an obligation for a father to, um, to teach his son, um, you know, Aleph Beis, Yerushamayim, to give a proper foundation of Yiddishkeit. So the Paiskim say that any child younger than the age of five and six, five or six, um, you have an obligation to give them that foundation of Tyra. And therefore, if you don't personally give them a good education in your house, that's why you send them to school to learn about the Parsha, and learn about Yerushalayim, and all that type of stuff. Um, so you wouldn't be able to pay tuition from your Meister money for those ages. And any time your child is only learning Tanakh, also, you would not be able to pay for that with miser money, because that you're obligated to do. The question is, um, with older children. Older children and Bachrim, who learn Teresh Peh, so most Paiskim say that if someone, again, is, if someone is financially strained, they could use miser money for that. The truth is, we did say before also, that even when it comes to mitzvahs, even mitzvahs that theoretically you could use miser money for, one of the stipulations is that you wouldn't be able to do the mitzvah if you didn't use the miser money. Now, you don't have other extra monies to just spend on, on Elias and, and on Kalan Aram and, and on Chosim Bereshis, right? You wouldn't have done it. So then you're allowed to. So here also, again, the using of, of tuition, uh, uh, miser money for tuition, is if you're financially straight. So therefore, th- at those ages um, that the, the, uh, the children are learning Tarish Peh, some say it has to do with ages of when the child can learn on their own. When they could start to learn on their own, like a Bismedrish age, um, or even maybe high school at certain ages, um, as we'll see in a moment. So then, one, since you're not obligated to, t- to pay to teach them Tyra at that point, you would be allowed to use um, miser money. So now let's look at some of the Marmachimus here. And one of the Marmachimus here is on page 39. Um, and this is Shulchan Aruch Arab. And he's talking about um, using money to pay for tuition of older sons. 
If you see where it starts, where that gray line starts, it's considered staka that a person is allowed to pay the expenses of teaching his older children Taira, his older ter- children Taira, from Mois Meiser, Oya Chaimesh, Imen Yodem Asagas, if he can't afford it. Now, now, the Shulchan Aruch says a very interesting thing. He continues the next paragraph. Well, let's say a person, even though he has a right to count this and pay uh, tuition for his older children from Meiser, if he doesn't, he'll gain. Why? Because Chazal tell us, all parnas of a person has been set from Rosh Hashanah. The Gemara is teaching us that a person, all of what he's going to make in the coming year, has been set. And therefore the Gemara says, you've got to be careful. You know, just because a person is doing well in the beginning of the year, it doesn't mean he should have uh, big expenses, because who knows? Uh, the end of the year, he might not, uh, you know, he, he might not be making as much money. He's only going to get what he's supposed to get. Except for the expenses of Shabbos and Yantif. And paying money for your children's Talmud Torah tuition. That if he pays extra for tuition, or he pays extra for Kavad Shabbos, that they do add on. That means what we call not in the cheshbon. And he'll get the money somehow. So says Shulchan Aruch Rav, if you really think about it, it doesn't really make sense for you to use your miser money for tuition. Now, you're not going to really lose at the end of the day, but what you will lose is that you won't have, you, you would have more money to give out. In other words, let's say a person is supposed to make $100,000 a year. That's what Hashem decided. And he has $10,000 of tuition. Right? So that's 10% of his money. So he's going to take his miser money and use it for his tuition. Okay, no problem. He's allowed to do it. But let's say he says to himself, no, I'm not going to use my miser money for my tuition. I'm going to take $10,000 I'm going to give away it's stuck and that's my miser money. And from my 90000 that le- that's left, that's mine, I'm talking, I'm going to use 10000 of it for my tuition. So what does Hashem say? Oh, one second. You were supposed to make $90,000 of usable money this year, right? After your miser money. I said you're going to make 100000 10000 goes to miser. Means you get $90,000 to spend. Now you took 10000 and spent it on tuition. What does Hashem say? You get your 10000 back. It doesn't cost you anything, right? That's really what Hashem says. So why would you have to, says the... the says the Shulchan uh, Aruch why should you use your miser money? It's really free money, tuition money, to teach your children Tyra. It's free, it's free money. Because Hashem says, it's not on your cheshman. So again, you don't lose anything because either way you're getting $90,000, right? But Lamaisa, you're getting 90000 plus another 10000 to 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 spend on miser. So really, at the end of the day, you're ending up with $110,000 this year instead of 100000 right? So... 
So the, the Shulchan Aruch says, you're allowed to use Meiser money. However, if you really believe in what Chazal are saying here, so you don't lose by using regular money too, because it doesn't count into the Cheshman. That's what the Shulchan Aruch says. Now, it is famously said, B'Shem, the Chazanish, and others, that this concept of that the, the, the expenses of Shabbos and Yantif don't go into the Cheshman, a person truly has to believe that. He has to believe, Parnasas min HaShamayim, he believes that HaKadosh Baruch Hu, a person has to live with a bitachin in that. And L'Chaira, I would assume the same thing goes with the Haitzah is Banav L'Tamutaira. So, but if a person really has the Amuna that HaKadosh Baruch Hu, I remember many years ago, a certain woman, I can't remember, I think her husband wasn't well, or she was an Amana, I don't remember. She was like, she was, she was on her own um, in a certain regard. And um, I, I can't remember. But anyways, and and uh, it was like yeah, tutoring or something like that, and you know, tutoring could cost money, and uh, she didn't have a lot of money, and uh, the the man who was going to tutor her kid felt bad about it, but at the same time, you know, it what you know whatever it was, and she said with she said, listen, why don't I tell you, it doesn't cost me anything to hire a tutor. Hashem said, if uh, it doesn't go into my cheshbainus, doesn't go into my cheshbainus, so finish. So if that's, you charge $40 an hour, you charge $40 an hour. Hey, I can't pay $40 an hour for anything else, but this is not my cheshbain. She said it was a tmimus and a muna, and it was, uh, you know, so that's, so that's the Shulchan Archarav. So that's in the Hashkafa Shabbat, and not just Hashkafa, it's Hashkafa that comes in Allah Chalamaisa. But in the Halach of Hilchaz Maiser, he is saying that you are allowed to use for your adult children, Banav Hagdailim. Now, adult doesn't mean adult, just means children above the age of Tanakh, children who can learn on their own, children that you don't have to halachically provide this education for, for them. You're allowed to use Meiser money. Now, if you turn the page to the Archa Shulchan, the Archa Shulchan says a similar thing. I'm always told, seventh, eighth grade, sixth grade, seventh, eighth grade, whether they're moving to Right, so, right, so that's a good question. So then, that, then right, if they're, if, they're, if they're still being taught Mikra, right, so then it's not so simple anymore because you would be mechiv to teach, to teach them mikra and that you wouldn't come, be able to come out of your tuition, mm-hmm. right, out of your miser money. So you'd have to figure out, you know, sort of as some type of percentage perhaps of what's Gemara time and what's right. mikra time. You know, it gets a little complicated, but again, if you want to do it, you can figure out some type of cheshman. So the Orach HaShulchan on page 40 in Reish Mem if Yud, if you look over there on the left side, uh, right where that gray line is. Um, he's talking about mitzvahs in the beginning, and he's talking about svarim. And then he says, by that gray line, like five lines from the end of the Sifyod, So he says, if it's young children, same idea, he's going the other side. Young children, you cannot use because you have obligation to teach them, to teach them Torah. Now he now says a very big chumra here. Um, and he says, He says, also, someone who takes a son-in-law as a tamachacham, a son-in-law wants to sit and learn, so he's going to support him. So for some reason, the Aruch is very machmer, and he says, you can't take that off my money. If you want to support your children in learning, you can't take it off my money. Now he doesn't really explain why. 
He said, Ketanim, I understand, that's an obligation. It sounds like Gedolim, children, is not a problem. So why all the son with your son-in-law is that not okay to support him with miser money? So if you look on, on the next page, the Tzitz Eliezer, um, he brings numerous Paiskim that say that you could use miser money for tuition. And if you look where it's, it's uh, Ois Tezayin, on the right side over there, he says, V'hifriz b'yoyser al-amida b'zeh baruch ha-shulchan. Baruch ha-shulchan went a little bit too bachmer here. She'koysev lifsayk d'mei sh'loi ke'achos and ta'amachokam k'dei sh'yilmoi d'ein b'yuchol t'lach sh'zeh al-moi z'mayzer av sh'mesham l'achar b'adai sh'yilmoi d'mayzer. V'zeh e'noi. He says, it's idle, it's not true. Ukvar heveinu, we already brought before b'shemach sam soifer, shehitter l'afil l'farnis b'noi v'kalosi v'ov shonim al shulchan chaysnai. Sam soifer had a case where a father was asked to support his son um, for six years, that he should learn by his father-in-law, the, the, was it the Rav, mimois meiser. He allowed him to do it. Now when did the sam soifer say that? And Kobe, this is where the chilik is. Something that's an obligation, you're not allowed to use for Meiser, right? So in those days, or maybe even nowadays, but if the Rosh perhaps is talking about a case where a father-in-law took an obligation that he's going to support the son-in-law for how many years? This was a real financial ischaivus that he made for himself. Then all of a sudden he wakes up and says, hey, why don't I just pay her for Meiser money? One second, you can't do that. Just like we said before, when you're buying Aliyah, if you didn't have a mind L'Chatechila, right, that you bought it, and then you said, I'll pay it, that's an obligation, you have a Chayv. So here he had a Chayv. If he has a Chayv, he can't pay it up from Meiser money. But the Chassam Seifer says, if when he was Mechayv himself, he had in mind he was going to use Meiser money, that he could do. Because that, that the whole Ischaivus was based on the Meiser money. So like one, if it's an Aliyah, so that's, 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 that's at the one time, no, it's not the Aliyah. So it depends how long, he, if so he was Mechaev, very often there was a time limit of how much he was Mechaev. So that's, that's like one. Yeah. Uh, so I heard once in Eitzah, if someone didn't, didn't do this, and they made a real Ischaivus, we'll see now, we'll see in a moment, not every case is a real Ischaivus, but uh, I heard a Rebbe Blazer Cohen said, said that he once heard of a story where they told the guy to ask his son-in-law to be Michael the Hizchaivus. Finish, he's Michael, and now let's start anew. Right, start anew, and the new one, you know, sort of, it's like, a, you know, but that's a way of getting out of it. But he continues, let's look at the, the Vaitur and the Tzitz Eliezer, and he continues, Oh, he says that we also proved if the Ischaivus was not with a document, with a contract, the goodness of his heart, he says, I'm going to support you. So that's not a real Ischaivus, a monetary obligation. It has to be a real obligation. Obligation, he's chayvus, and he's saying with a star for it to be a problem of paying up your chayv. But if it's just, this is what we're going to do, you know, we're going to make up support. There was no kinyanim, there was no star, there was no, can't take him to Bezdin, you know what I'm saying? In the olden days, could be here, there were times that it was, there was real contracts drawn up. In that case, it's a real chayvus that he says, 
Um, then he says, uh, that's where the Aruch HaShulchan said, you can't do it. But then he continues and he, he goes, if you go down to the next paragraph, now, we said it seems most Paiskim don't go with this. Most Paiskim say, young children, you cannot use it. Chavetz Chaim passes like that. Dar Chashokhan passes like that. Shorchan Acharav seems to pass like that. But Tzitz Eliezer says, I, had, I showed you already, some Paiskim hold that even young children, you're allowed to pay tuition for. Schar Talmud Tairi, allowed to. Ben Gambi Gedoylim. Ben Shesmuchim Ashokhani, Ben Shesmuchim Ashokhani, Ubeprat Shem Alamad Huani. If the malamid is an ani, now remember again, this goes back to a mitzvah. If it's a mitzvah, if the person getting it is an ani, so Kobi, you are allowed to use it. So it seems he's going with that. Ulepela al sefer avas chesed. He said it's a pella on the chavetz chaim. She saw some lifsoik to lishalma is meisus charlim lebanov aser lekuliama. Does he have a mitzvah shemechuyi v'atzmei lelamid banov or lischer mehem lelamid v'ein liprei chayim is meiser? The chavetz chaim paskins. It's an obligation, like we said, and you can't use meiser money. Says the tzitzeliyaz or a pella on the chavetz chaim. I showed you, we didn't see the whole tshuva, but I showed you, there are matirim, it's not so simple. There's differences in the ages, differences in how you do it. There's a lot of ways to do it. So Tzitz Eliezer is very non-committal over here. And he's saying there's a lot of ways to do it. And maybe it's all mutter. And the Chavetz Chaim was very machmer because he didn't just say it's aser. And uh, I feel that there's, there's room to be mater. But as I said, most Paiskim Lamaisa say, younger children not, older children there is, uh, you can. Now what about girls? That's all boys. You can teach your boys, Tyra. What about girls? You're not going to teach girls, Tyra. So if you go to page 42, a very famous Ramosha. And Ramosha was asked about this. And he says in the bottom on the right there, There is a difference in boys and girls. Medina. The Lumen Mikra, Hachayav, Oman, Lumen, Levonim, Apischar. To teach Tanakh, you got to pay for that. So, nitty gritty, face the kalacha, you should be able to. But we have a problem in America. You're obligated sending children to school. Truancy, or a truant officer going to come, right? And whatever, whatever they did. I never saw one, but you know, you always threaten your kids if they don't go to school. The truant officer is going to come, right? Um, there used to be such a thing, right? So you have to send them to school. Hashem, we could send them to our schools. That's good enough for the government. Shanimsa. But the end of the day, if you don't send your daughter to a Jewish school, what are you going to have to do according to the law of the land? You have to send her to public school. Right? 
שזה מחייב גם לראות שתהיה ביטה כשיר להאמין בהשם ובתירסוי ולקיים כל מצווה ישראל אף פעם יצא אסממן. רמוישה says you may not be מחויב to teach your daughter תירה But if your choice is sending her to a public school to become a kaifer and to learn kvira and whatever it is over there, at least there's a chance, right, that you're obligated to put her in a school. You're obligated to teach, you're not mechuyiv tisha taira, but you're mechuyiv lirai shetiyabitoi kshayra, lahamin ba'ashem, she has to be a good girl to be believe in Hashem, uvitairasai to be kaim mitzis, afboi tzos moment, yes, you must spend money for that. So now, one second, so going to school now for girls is now a Dabr Shabbachayva. Not because you're mechuyiv to teach them Taira, because you're mechuyiv to make sure that, they, that to the best of your ability, you give them an opportunity for Jewish educa- education. And since you can't just keep them home, you would have to send them to a place where they're going to get the opposite, then you're mechuyiv taka to pay money. So then, if you move, it's a big Ramayisha, yeah. So move down to the bottom, the next, end of the next paragraph. So he says, So he says, Now, the Chayr, you'll say, Okay, but um, tuition is a lot of money and I can't really afford it. So he says, Whatever amount is normal according to your, um, you know, your income to pay, that you can't take from Meiser. For some reason they want you to give more, so that you could take from Meiser. You could even do that by boys as well. You can even do that by boys as well. But then he continues and he says, Now the way you're describing it to me, it comes out that you don't make enough money to make ends meet. So you're not even mechuyiv in Meiser. Right? I have give Meiser. I should, I should support somebody else. I can't support myself. So if a person can't support himself, of course he doesn't have to give Meiser. Okay, so his point is, he says over here, so he says, if you anyways not mechuyiv in Meiser, and you're giving Meiser, so then you could use Meiser money for the tuition, because you're not really mechuyiv to give the Meiser. So this is Ramayish's Chiddush. So we're coming out over here, we're coming out over here, that um, when it comes to boys, so at a certain age, now, L'chaira, L'chaira, Rav Moshe's Chiddush by girls are going to apply to boys too now, right? L'chaira, because at a certain age, you have to send your boys to school as well. And if you're going to have to send them to public school, right? And you're saying to public school, I can imagine Rav Moshe was in Tavshin Chav Ches, right? We're not in Tavshin Pei Aleph, right? Public schools in those days were not the public schools of today, right? Now, but on the flip side, you could homeschool today. Another thing changed. You could really homeschool your children. You don't have to send them to public school. You could enroll them in homeschooling. So if I could enroll them in homeschooling, right? So, and even my daughter, I could enroll in homeschooling, right? Um, so it's not so simple that I'm really to send her to school. I could homeschool her. And theoretically, I'm sure you could get Jewish stuff on homeschooling too. You know, there's virtual Jewish schools. You know, that's how all the Chabad kids uh, all over the world and, you know, Timbuktu, well, where do they go to school? They go to school online. They've been doing it for years, right? It's new Chiddush with Zoom, with COVID, but they've been doing it for all the time. Right? That's what they do. So, L'chaira, it's not so simple anymore in both ways. On one hand, 
you have to you can apply the public school issue to the boys a certain age right till I guess I think till yeah, and even the high school right so you finish high school you must send your children to school right I don't know if the truancy a truant officer comes if a person's a dropout but Lamaisa as far as I understand um, I think you have to officially by law you have to be in school through high school am I correct about that I think so it is true I looked into it once I don't remember why um, yeah. I think secondary education is also mandatory. Yeah, well, yeah, well, yeah. So, so yeah, yeah, you know, again, there's nobody coming around anymore. But right. so you have to know then if if so if 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 no one's in Fort now, if, if elementary school kids, I would assume that there's much more. Um, there's going to be a little bit more oversight by whomever school board, whoever is in charge of over making sure kids go to school. Right. High school dropouts, I don't think, is the, is, it's much more of a common thing. I think anyone's so on top of it. So now you could start clearing, right? So maybe it's only the elementary school where they're forcing me to send him. Even though the law is, my 10th grader also has got to go to school. But Lamai says, a million 10th graders who dropped out, go get, and one day wake up and get a GED somewhere. They don't only go to school. They're just dropouts, right? So uh, you'll have to, it, it's, it gets a little complicated in both ways over here with this Ramayisha. Um, but Lemaisa, everybody agrees in this, the, the Ramayisha Sternbach on page 43, he doesn't understand Ramayisha so much. Um, he says, even if, he says Ramayisha is a chiddush. He says, Ramayisha sent me mechadish that you're even mechuyiv to spend money to make sure your daughter goes to school and not to public school. He says, where did Ramayisha get that? Who says you're mechuyiv lahitzi mamen avorzeh? Okay, so you might say it's a logical thing. I mean, you want your daughter to grow up to be... We're not talking about what you want. We're talking about what you're obligated me din to do. So he doesn't say... But Lamaise, he says, he says that... But everybody agrees. Um, everybody agrees. He wants to say everybody agrees. Seminary, you for sure could use Meister money. Because no one's obligating you... No, you're not obligated to send your daughter to seminary. Um... um so that's that's uh, that's Ramayish and that I've heard also from Paiskim. That when it comes to seminary, you could use that. Now, th- there's another aspect to this tuition business, and that is, and that is that even if you cannot, um, so let me see. He 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 puts it very well over here. He says, let's just say, he says, younger children not, older children could. Um, Let's say the um, let's say the level of education provided by the Khair Yeshiva is not adequate for the students' needs. Um, and you want to hire a tutor, you could use my money for that, because it's not an obligation. Um, let's say you want to send your children child to a better yeshiva, which will cost more money. So again, that you're not obligated to do, that you could use my money. Um, now now, um, where's I looking over here? Um, what was I was looking for? What about um, what am I looking for here? Uh, okay, I can't find it. But so when you when you rev um, on page forty four. Rav Bloy says that even if you want to take use miser money for your child for your son's tuition in yeshiva, for example, he says, but you can't use all of it. And this goes both ways here. 
On one hand, you have the fact that you, you may be obligated to teach your child Tyra. Okay, but that, that's not where all the tuition goes. Some of it goes to room and board and to food and to other stuff, right? Well, that's not, uh, that's not my children's Tyra. That's something else. So L'chaira, that part should be able to come from Miser. However, says Rev. Loy, one second. But some of that money you would have to, if he was at home, you'd have to give him food and board, room and board as well. Yeah, that's household expenses that you can't use. So on one hand, you could take off, and you could take off some of the room and board, so to speak, from and use that. But it has to be with some type of cheshbon, because food, you know, when your bacharim come home from benesmanim, some other food bill goes sky high, right? So obviously, you're saving money on your food bill. You're just paying it to tuition to the yeshiva, and you're hoping that you're paying less to the yeshiva than the food that you're going to have to use at home, right? Kenzan, right? So l'chayra, that you can't take off my, so that's household expenses, right? But the fact, now, but if, if you have such a big family, some people, let's say, have a large family, and there's another child eating another bowl of macaroni, even if he's a bacher, right? Lavdafka, how much money is it already? It might not be so much money. So a person has to cheshman, the amount he would spend on his kid at home doesn't count. You can't use that, but more than that, you can't. What about room? I don't know what we pay for your room. You have a dormitory room, right? Having your kids sleep at home doesn't cost you anything. That was the cost. You have a little bit of electricity, some water, right? Whatever they charge him to have a dormitory room, right? And an air conditioning, right? That you wouldn't have to pay for at home. So again, there is there's that you could take out of Meister money. If there's a percentage going to Lemude Chal, everybody agrees Lemude Chal, right, is not a mitzvah. Right? And it's not obligation. Right? So, and you can homeschool him for sure for Limud Echal. Right? Um, so that also could come out of Meiser money if you need to. So there's a lot of Cheshboinus here when a person, um, when a person wants to use Meiser money um, for tuition. And like we're saying, if a person could afford the to, to pay it, it's just, you know, um, it, the best thing is, that, you know, not, not to get into this. But, you know, if a person, and it could be a lot of money too, it could be a lot of money, as we know, and therefore, um, there's a lot of cheshbonus that could go in here, a lot of percentages that could go in here um, into this cheshbon uh, of, of using um, miser money for, um, for tuition. Um, just, let's see. Yeah, and the, the other thing is, this is a question that comes up a lot as well. What about tips or Hanukkah presents? You know, very often, I get the shadow all the time, right? They collect for Hanukkah, for Purim, for the end of the year. And um, are you allowed to use Meiser money for that? So it may depend on the type of school that you're in. Certain schools, they actually make it an obligation. It's an obligation. Everybody's mechuyiv to do it. If you're mechuyiv to do it, it's not so simple, right? You're paying up your chiyav with, with, um, with Meiser money. You're not allowed to pay an obligation that you have. But if you're in a school, I don't know, our schools, the way I understand them, they say, you're not obligated to do it, you know. Or if on your own you want to buy a present, so then um, you would be allowed to use Meiser money for that. Um, the ikr should be that the, you know, the recipient should need it. It should be, you know, most Rabbeim and Moros, they, they do need the money, and therefore you would be allowed to use it as long as it's not a, an obligation that is mechuyiv for, um, for, for one to do. 
So this is, um, this is the sugi of tuition. You see, there's so many parts and components to it. And, uh, and uh, but at the end of the day, there's, uh, there's the haftacha, like the Gemara says, that I saw as Banav of, uh, of the Talmud Torah doesn't go into the Cheshvan. Okay, we'll stop here for tonight.